0: Mine is looking pretty full. I am planning my calendar, getting everything geared up and ready to go. So if you need help doing safety a little differently, a little better, if you want to talk human and organizational performance, if you need a speaker, a coach, training, let me know. Head on over to www.safetybetterment.com. Let's talk. Today's episode is also brought to you by (laughs) HopUniversity.org. Hello! Howdy! Hi, everybody! Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, bringing you another episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast, coming to you from the Hop Nerd Worldwide, the global headquarters in the Pale studios, here in the sunny and the beautiful... Downtown Phoenix, Arizona. How was your weekend? How are you doing today? I hope things are going absolutely great wherever you find yourself. Today, we are going to continue along the path of our mini series on the sucks of... Safety. We're talking about the stuff that sucks in the safety profession. But before we jump back down that rabbit hole, do me a favor. Head over to the website www.thehotnerd.com. Follow along on all things social media at The Hot Nerd, except for Twitter, because it is super duper special. It is The Hot Nerd 1. Go follow along. I guess... Anywhere that you follow people, anywhere that you find people, we're pretty much there, and we would love for you to be a part of that conversation, and more importantly, a part of our little community that we are building. So today, we are going to dive back into the book, Safety Sucks. We're going to dive back into a chapter, and we're going to dissect it a little bit, and we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into it, and we'll call that, that. Here we go. Here is another fun fact. You are usually expected to be the subject matter expert on everything. And when I say everything, yes, I mean everything. That is right. From port-a-john placement to asbestos removal, you're it. The people you work with will look at you like you're stupid when you do not know the regulatory requirements around an inline 175-alpha-Charlie Victor three modulator valve off the top of your head you will hear, God, what kind of safety person are you? You don't even know what an inline 175 Alpha Charlie Victor 3 modulator valve is. Who let you be a safety person? You can't even tell me the regulations surrounding the placement and continued servicing of portable toilets. You have heard something similar, I'm sure of it. In those situations... You can feel your hands inching closer to their necks as they spew this ill-informed garbage in your direction. I completely get it. So some of you right now are in the position where you're having to unclench your fists because you're imagining strangling (laughs) some of those folks, right? But how how true is that? We often find ourselves in those positions regularly, uh, beyond regularly, to the point that it's a job description in a lot of ways that... As a safety practitioner, you're supposed to know absolutely everything, right? You're supposed to have the answer to everything. Some organizations even go a step farther and want you to pew, pew, shoot from the hip like you're a walking regulatory manual. And look, I'm not not demonizing an understanding of the regulations by any means. But what I am saying is this. We've become a junk drawer right we've become a junk drawer for stuff that the organization doesn't know what to do with or stuff that they don't want to pay someone else to do they just push it off into the junk drawer and say it kind of sort of sounds like safety so now it's yours in joy a massive problem with that though is that often often things go into the drawer and rarely if ever do they come out of the drawer once it becomes our responsibility once it becomes ours, once we own it, it is ours forever, and we are stuck doing that forever. So whether it's the placement of port on your site, whether it's the number of hand-washing stations your site needs, whether it's how many chairs you put in the lunchroom, guess what? Now, safety has to have their hands in it, and they will have their hands on it forever. Due to this belief, that the practitioner's hands must be on everything because technically, technically, kind of sort of everything can kind of sort of be safety. So because it kind of sort of can be, it is, right? To the organization, it is, because it kind of sort of might sound like it could be possibly in the safety practitioner's worldview for sure, then it's, it's safety. That's led to this massive bloat of the profession. And since safety is everywhere, and everything is kind of sort of technically safety related, then the practitioner has to kind of sort of know a little bit of everything. Let's jump back into the book. Leaders, managers, and executives that demonstrate these beliefs are often caught up in an organization's underlying beliefs about the role of safety practitioners. They're simply caught up in the myth of the safety professional. This myth that says to be a good safety practitioner, one must be the all-knowing, great, wise one. But they do hold some levels of responsibility, and we need to talk about it. They have a few mentionable, mentionable areas for improvement. They continue to lean on the safety practitioner as a great knower, as a shaman, a prophet, or a guru. Not only do they rely on them as a sole source of information, they also lean on a safety person or safety department to fix their problems for them. Safety fix it. A good deal of this comes from laziness, but some derives from a place of more malicious intent. Let's be totally honest. A good portion of people do not crave self-reliance. In fact, they often desire the total opposite. These people desire dependence. They hold this thought that the more you do for me, the less I must do overall. I also lose a significant amount of personal risk if things go wrong. I can blame you. It will be your fault and not mine. And boom, just like that, we're back to safety does safety, so I do not have to do safety. Because who the hell has time for that anyways, right? A singular point of both action and blame. That's what the safety practitioner has become for many organizations, uh, an easy button, right? It's the person in which a leader or leaders, leadership teams can offload that responsibility to and say, go forth and take care of safety for me. And if it doesn't work out, then I can blame you. I'm off the hook, I can just beat you for that. Uh, I can call you under the carpet and say, well, why did this happen? How did you let this happen? And so on top of that, also go fix it. So I can also uh, get some action. I can get some blame in there. I can feel real good. I can stick my chest out as a leader and go, look what I did to the safety person. I really care about safety. But no matter how you slice it, it's horseshit. (laughs) It's bullshit, right? It's absolute bullshit. How could you have not have predicted this? How could you have not looked into your magical safety crystal ball and seen this, uh, a.k.a. your observation program usually? That's your magic crystal ball in the safety room, in case you were wondering. How could you have not looked into that and trended those three observations and told us that this was going to occur? How did you not know the regulations around a 157 Alpha Charlie Bravo modulator valve? You're a safety person. You were supposed to know everything. What do you mean you didn't know that there was a high pollen advisory for today and warned the entire company about the high pollen or high pollution advisory for the day? You're a safety person. That's your job. You were supposed to know everything. What do you mean that you don't know how to administer stitches? What do you mean that you don't know everything about emergency management? What do you mean that you're not a doctor? What do you mean that you don't know how many chairs we should put in the lunchroom? How could you walk past that lunchroom and notice that we're three chairs more than what our procedure recommends that we should have? You are supposed to know everything, and you are supposed to see everything, and you are supposed to act on everything. That's where we land. The safety practitioner is supposed to be a know-it-all and someone that can see everything. That one person that has super safety vision, that can walk around with their super safety vision and sprinkle magic safety dust on everything and prevent everything bad from happening. That's the definition that most organizations shoot for. (laughs) When we, when we say, that's what we want our safety professionals to be. Let's jump back into the book. I do not lay blame at the feet of those leaders and managers, really. The setting that the organization and industry has created drives their behavior. Their views on the role of the safety practitioner is not something that they have just made up on their own. The underlying beliefs of the organization and industry in general have driven them to the conclusions that they have formed. Yes, once they are made aware of the BS, they should cut the BS. But it is not quite that simple. If we want real change, we must focus on the underlying beliefs and assumptions that our organizations and industries hold about safety as a profession. We must adequately redefine the role of the safety practitioner, removing our profession from the guru or know-it-all categories. Do not think for a moment that we safety professionals will escape this one unscathed there are a lot of people within our profession that think in themselves in the terms that we have just described. Many out there want to be known as the know-it-all. Some want to be the guru, and they want the workforces that they support to be dependent upon them. It makes sense why. The feeling of being needed, the feeling of job security, and the feeling of importance. It makes complete and total sense that we end up with some safety professionals that are OSHA-compliant shaman, that people must go up on high to the sacred safety office to find answers, that they must get their answers from the great safety knower. The dependence that they have created to make themselves feel relevant has only been harmful. Consolidating and centralizing safety information is simply ineffective and dangerous. For those in our profession that continue to promote this way of thinking, We have no room for gurus in this line of work. Go be the know-it-all elsewhere. We do not need you. All praise the magical and amazing safety gods, the safety elites of our profession, the folks that know everything, they see everything, they have been there, they have done that, they know better than you, they know better than I, they know better than our workforces, they know much better than those stupid people that actually do work, they actually have a book that tells them how to do work, they have 1910 and 1920 down so well that they shit it out for breakfast, they... Know everything. Don't you dare challenge them. You shall kneel and kiss the ring of the safety elites. Screw those people. You can you can close your eyes and you can see a couple of them. You know exactly who I'm talking about. I bring that up because it's not fair just to look back at our organizations and say. Those mean old organizations, they just don't know what it means to be a safety professional. Yeah, you're right. They don't because we haven't taught them what it truly means to be a safety professional because they have listened to this bullshit from these safety elite, these safety gods, these safety god practitioners that know everything that have told them that they are a god and that they know everything. Right, they they have set up this structure in organizations in which you go up on high to the sacred safety office and bring your sacrificial cow or lamb or goat, which it's according to the organization. But you bring that with you, you sacrifice it at the door of the safety office. Then you can walk in and you can ask the information from the amazing soothsayer and guru and wise one that's hiding behind the door of the safety office. You can bring them that little piece of paper that says, "Please." Safety God, sign this so I can proceed with my work because you set up a system that said I cannot move forward until your magical eyes and safety hands touch this because you will see things and know things and intervene in things that my poor stupid mind can't see. Please help me. Only the safety God can come out and speak to the masses and deliver these magical guru-ish safety moments and safety topics because they're the safety person only they are allowed to speak to such amazing and critical things and as they're walking through the halls to deliver their amazing magical safety message if you just get the chance if you just get the chance to just touch the robe just grab the robe a little bit you'll be instantly healed of all of your safety sins and you will have zero for all of eternity i'm exaggerating but barely Right, But barely. So that's a long story to say this. We have to show our organizations better. If we want to get away from this know-it-all crap and be part of a team, rather than being the guru or being the know-it-all safety, practitioner safety, God safety elitist, we have to show them that there's a better way. We have to peel back all of this garbage. Let's jump back into the book. The problem is that you will never know everything. You should not seek to know everything. You should not be required to know everything. You should not be required to memorize or keep a copy of the regulations of Safe Portable Toilet Management. Those guru safety folks we were just picking on, no matter how well they pretend to know everything, they do not. They know some, and the rest they recklessly shoot from the hip. A lot of my beef comes from the fact that, rather than spreading knowledge and information, we attempt to centralize knowledge and information. We try to simplify and centralize knowledge and information, giving its power to a select few chosen people. We create barriers to this desperately needed information. By doing so, we create the guru class within our workforce. To make matters worse, this select few have rarely, if ever, done the actual work. So, in essence, we are taking the power of knowledge and information away from those that do the work and placing it in the hands of those that do not. We are taking away the expectation that those that do seek out and obtain knowledge about what it is that they do. Rather, We have gurus and great knowers hoard needed and vital information and dispense it back to those that do upon request. How ridiculous is that? Safety professionals should not, they must not, be relied upon as know-it-alls or gurus. It is as stupid as it is harmful. We must drive deference to expertise. We must be willing to rely on subject matter experts and defer to those that do to make decisions. We must force employees' self-reliance. We must teach people how to fish. We must show employees how to find the information they seek, rather than scrolling information away so that we might sound a little smarter and more important later. You know who knows how to best do work? The person that actually does the work. Mind blown, right? That should be like a. There should be like a. Duh! I need. I need the duh thing from the uh, from the the rated R safety show. Um, <laughs> but it's a good duh. Should it be inserted there? But we move in the opposite direction of that. We move towards the people that have the book that tells them how the work should be done, but they've never actually done the work or they've done it way back when because we get some of those they're like you back in 1743 when I was working and we get some of those but I know how to do it nowadays right the person that does the work knows how best to do the work we need to learn from those folks how work normally occurs I'm, I'm not saying that the safety professional doesn't have good input I'm not saying that at all But we have to shift away from this guru safety god mindset that I know what's best for you and I'm going to do safety to you. That just will never work. It will never work. Right? This whole guru idea around safety is always doomed to fall flat on his ass. Because even these safety gods, these safety elites out there that really think in their head that they know everything, they really believe. They really believe that they're way better than the rest of us. Trust me. I know a few of them. They really think they know better than anyone else. Don't tell them any different. That's why I'm whispering. I don't, I don't want them to smite me. Is it smite or smote? Smote? Smite? Smitten? Well, it's smite. I think it's smite, right? I don't want them to smite me with their magical safety god powers. Even those amazing safety elites, those safety gods, you, you can't even take them out in the sun. They're, they're That's why they always wear those long sleeves, right? They're always wearing long sleeves and the vest and they're all covered up and all. They say it's because, you know, it's extra super duper safe if you wear long sleeves and stuff all the time. But it's actually, this is because they're like those vampires in twilight. You can't take them out in the sun because they actually sparkle and shit. Like you'll see like sparkly, oh, there's a safety god. Don't don't go near that. But but even those folks, the sparkly, shiny, safety gods they don't know everything they don't know a quarter of what they think they know most of the time the point is is that it shouldn't be the professionals the safety practitioners job to know everything because if it is you're always going to fail You're always going to screw something up, and it's a dangerous position for anyone to be in. It's dangerous for the practitioner, and it's dangerous for the people that they serve. It ends up with practitioners shooting from their hip and making stuff up because they don't want to be put in a position of looking bad because they're supposed to know everything. When we should flip that, we should be able to have an open dialogue and say, you know what? I don't know, but let's go find out. I have, no, I have no clue. I have no clue in portable toilet placement. What is the shame in that? Because it's, it's been shamed by our profession to say, I don't know. That's dumb and dangerous to not be able to say, I don't know. That is such an amazing answer. I don't know. But let's go look. Let's go find out. Let's get together and we'll figure it out. I don't know. You don't know. Let's go ask around. Somebody's probably been through this. Let's figure it out together. It's where I land back at redefining the role of the safety practitioner. Moving away from the definitions of yesterday, and I've said this in the previous podcast, but I think it's super important, so I'm going to reinsert it here because I think it keeps coming back to this. Moving away from this idea that the safety practitioner is an all-knowing guru, They're supposed to be this selfless Sacrificer, they're supposed to sacrifice their family, their personal relationships, all that stuff. They're supposed to be a fortune teller, a soothsayer, this magical predictor of accidents and fixer of all company woe. We have to move beyond that definition and into a better definition of a safety practitioner. And I think a huge part of that is being a team member and team builder, a communicator, a facilitator, a team member, a team builder, a curious person, a curious person that, person that has a massive obsession for learning about work and someone that's focused on on betterment just making things better but for the sake of today's conversation a team member and a team builder a facilitator a connector be the person that can that can have that ability to say i don't know i've never messed with a one bravo alpha charlie modulator valve for his e7 blah 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 intake blah 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 i don't know i've never seen that freaking thing before in the past, based on our previous definition of the safety practitioner, we're supposed to go, oh, yeah, one now for bravo, Charlie. Uh, yeah, guess what? Just, yeah, just, just do that. That's fine. That's how we would have responded to it in the past. We need to move ourselves into a position in which we can say, I've never heard of that freaking thing. I don't know. Let's go ask Bob. I think Bob, you know, Bob's been here since 1812. Let's go talk to Bob. Oh, Bob, Bob in the, Let's Let's get Bob and you and, and let's get everybody together. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. Let's figure this out together as a team. How, how is that not the better approach how is that not the answer how is our profession still freaking going back to no 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 no? you're supposed to just go pew pew from the hip and just know everything that still seems that's not it doesn't seem it is dumb and it's dangerous and we have to fix it it's bullshit that's all i've got for today what do you think what do you think about it thehopnerd at gmail.com or sam at thehopnerd.com head over to the website use that handy dandy contact form it's www.thehopnerd.com you can also head over to hopuniversity.org we've got all kinds of cool on demand courses Uh, we've got the shop over there so the shop for all the stuff that we've got going on we've got these super cool make things better hats and shirts we've got these new y'all means all shirts that are super cool I just love them we've got a couple different I, I feel pinky out we have a few different lines out right now we have a few different fashion lines a few different designs but we make a cool design and they're super simple and just neat i like kind of like clean stuff um but when we do it we put them on like a hat and a beanie and you know like a couple different things a shirt so if you want to go check those out again all that's over at hopuniversity.org, along with all the on-demand classes if you want to have a conversation about how we can help you do safety better head over to safetybetterment.com and we can talk about that Head over. I'm filling up my calendar for 2021. I'm fingers crossed it's going to be a fun and kind of sort of normal year. So I'm planning on coming and hanging out with a bunch of you. So let me know. We can connect and we can help you do safety better. From learning teams to training to human and organizational performance to everything in between. Head over safety Betterment. Dot com again that's all i've got let me end here and say thank you thank you for letting me invade your ear holes on a regular basis i hope you're enjoying this safety sucks mini series we're going to keep doing this thing for the next few episodes i guess until until i get bored of it or you get bored of it or both and then we'll jump back into it um, i've just wanted to get on here and do kind of some old school hot nerd stuff and just hang out with you do a couple guests here and there and do some solo ranting So that's all I've got. Sam Goodman, the hot nerd. Thank you. Signing off. Bye, everybody. Bye.